Welcome to Fintech Insider Interviews. I'm Jeff Thijssen from 11FS. Uh, today I have the pleasure of speaking to Bart Lurs, who is the Chief Digital Transformation Officer at Rabobank. Uh, welcome to the show, Bart. And thank you very thank much. you for being with us. Um, Bart, tell us a bit more about your, your background. You've had, you've had quite an interesting journey. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still pretty new with Rabobank. So two years now with the company, and I came to Rabobank responsible for Fintech Innovation. And uh, just when I was about six months on board, we had the whole reshuffle of the board and now in the, in the board responsible for digital and innovation. Uh, and indeed, that most of my history is with uh, one of the competitors, with ING. Um, so I've been working there for about 19 years, of which 14 abroad for ING Direct. Okay. So I was very lucky to be part of, I would say, one of the first fintechs in the world. Because at the time I was with ING Direct, I think we were attacking the market in different countries outside of the Netherlands mm -hmm. with a new direct digital banking model, uh, which I think uh, I've been very lucky and I've learned a lot from, uh, from this time with ING Direct. I worked with ING Direct first as uh, head of strategy. Then I moved to some of the countries to really do the work, let's say. So in Canada, um, Germany, and in the end in, uh, in Belgium. And that's the moment that I made the move to, to Rabobank. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, so you had different roles at ING in different countries. You yep. mentioned ING Direct, which was you know, quite a revolutionary thing to do in, in, in those days. Yeah. So tell, me, tell me a bit more about how that went and, and the role that you played as part of that. Yeah, so I, I joined the company when ING Direct was already pretty well established in some countries, but specifically as a direct savings bank. So I joined the company when we were really thinking about how to scale this to a full-fledged retail direct digital bank in all the countries. Uh, so launching mortgages, mutual funds, current accounts. So what, let's say, it has become now. So first as a head of strategy, which was very interesting to really learn about how a bank is really working and how you really set up a completely fully focused, I would say, customer-obsessed bank that is simple, nimble, and fully direct, fully digital. So that's what I also have learned going into these countries. Uh, specifically, the first time I went to Canada, the objective was to build the mortgage business in a fully direct way. So both for brokers, but also for end clients. So that's about already 20 years ago. And what we, uh, let's say, developed there was full digital, fully paperless, fully track and trace, uh, which I think a lot of banks these days still don't have. So at the time we were, I think at least I was not aware of the major shift that we were making in the industry. But looking back, uh, for me, it's, uh, let's say, it has been quite a ride. I can imagine. Eh? Um, and already, I think, ahead of time, at the time, we were really implementing ING Direct. So for me, fantastic learning that I can also use here in the company. So after 20 years, you're, you're a proper expert in the fintech space. Uh, huh? I wouldn't say an expert, but I've learned a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, enough about ING. I, I, want, I want to talk about Rabobank. Um, t tell me about, so what does digital transformation, as the chief digital transformation officer, what does digital transformation mean for you at Rabobank? Yeah, so uh, if I listen to this question, for me, the most important impact of digital transformation is the impact on clients. Mm -hmm. um, one, because clients are just asking for it, so they get used to great digital services from other companies, being Picnic or Booking or Uber, everybody knows the name. So let's say the demand towards banks on digital is being decided upon by clients. That's, I think, the biggest driver of the change that we see, and because clients just want it. You could say digital is the new normal. I think I'll let's say, probably in a matter of, 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 of years, the whole word digital, I think, will disappear because that's just what we are. Um, but for the bank itself, it's also a major shift uh, because we were, I would say, a pretty traditional bank that was very much focused on 
sales and servicing through local branches, mm -hmm. also local banks that were independent. And you could say that the core of the bank is now really moving into the app. And it was in the past, really, the core of the bank was in the branch, where the client interaction was in the branch. Now you see that the client interaction is in the app. Mm -hmm. So you could also say that digitally, we know more of a customer than we were able to know locally through face-to-face -face contact. Yeah. So I think that is a major shift um, also within the company. People also know that this is the change that we have to go through. But you still see that people, let's say, go back easily to the, to, let's say, to the world that they know. Mm -hmm. but that's, that's a major shift, I would say. Uh, and another big impact, I think, if you look at digital, is that data is going to be the key in everything you do. If you look at client feedback, if you look at, let's say, business for the future, open banking, uh, data, I think is key in the strategy going forward. Funny thing is we were already and are already for 120 years a data company. Mm -hmm. The only thing what we're going to do with data in the future is completely different. Of course, yeah. of course. Just, so just, just to build on that a bit more, so you've, you've been chief digital officer since September 2017, so yeah. just, just over a year now. But what was it like at the beginning? What was it like when you first took on that role? Like, what, what did you see in the organization? Any particular challenges or pain points that you identified? Yeah, so it's a bit related to what I was just saying. I, I think so. My role is or was very new within uh, in the company. So in the setup of the new board, chief digital was not not there before, and which, let's say is created. Um, I think I've been lucky to be able to make a flying start because the moment I came in, and that's maybe different from chief digital officers that came in maybe four or five years earlier. I didn't have to convince the organization that digital is the new normal. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that was easier to really get things moving. Uh, but what I do see, at, let's say at the time of the start, but also still is that they have to take the employees along and what it really is going to mean if you're going to be a digital data-driven company in the future. So what does it mean for you if you're a relationship manager somewhere in the Netherlands and you know that big part of the work that you have been doing is going to be robotized because we can, let's say, credit approvals up to a million. We can probably easily do... Uh, let's say with robots. Yeah. So I think that is my main, it's not the struggle, but the challenge that I have, how do you take the people along to what it's really going to mean for them? Mm -hmm. They do get that digital is the new normal, but what does it really mean for them? Uh, and so what we have done in the beginning to create traction also there is very quickly also based on the experience that I had with the other company is to build a digital hub. And the focus of the digital hub was to, let's say very quickly start working on digital client journeys. We took the Spotify model with tribes and squads, mm -hmm. create little teams, like little startups within the company to focus on what is happening in the app and create great customer journeys. And what we saw is that the change because of this focused uh, collaboration on digital really moved the needle very quickly. And I think that was proof to the organization that it's not just stories, but if you really put people to it, you can, let's say, create change very quickly. And I think what you also see, or at least what colleagues now see, is that the adoption of digital is going so fast with our clients. So the moment we put stuff digitally or we put it online and make it very easy to use, clients just accept it immediately. You hardly have to do any marketing. Mm -hmm. People are just looking for it. Mm -hmm. So tell me a bit more about, about your team and how the so how is your team currently structured and how is that different from, you know, let's say, how the organization was running a couple of years ago? Because what you see with a lot of traditional banks is the very product-centric. Right? So a lot of banks are yeah. really, really trying to change not just the way in which they operate, but also the way in which their teams are structured. What, what, what's that like for your team? 
Um, yeah, as I just said, so my role is new. So my team, you could also say, is also pretty new. So in the subtype, what we have done is um, also my mandate is really to change the organization in its core. So together with a couple of colleagues, what I have done is travel around the world and just look at companies that aren't the best at making digital transformations. And what we saw is that the companies that are most successful, at least that was our uh, assessment, are the ones that have done the digital transformation from within the organization. Correct. So we also said that should be the design principle, create a kind of digital bacteria that grows into the organization so that the whole organization is going to transform. So that's what we did. So if you look at my setup in my team, I have 400 people directly reporting into me and around 1,500 tech people that, let's say, were dedicated for my teams to create this new digital uh, organization. Uh, so if you look at the teams that I have, is we have the digital hub that I just explained to you. So Spotify model working on digital client journeys. And then what we have is the InnoHub. So the InnoHub is focused on transformative innovations that could be the future of this company. Then we have the Intelligence Lab, and this is very much focused on data. So the Intelligence Lab looks at uh, data-driven cases for clients and em employees. So that's, let's say, the data company of the future, the, the next 120 years. Uh, we have the digital strategy team. So this team is really looking at the global strategy of digital, looking at the Rabo brand. So that's in the Netherlands internationally, but also the companies that we own like DLL and Obvion. So other companies. So we look, let's say, overall at the digital strategy. And we have Rabo Frontier Ventures. And this is the ability. So this is an investment fund that gives us the ability to invest in fin, food and ag tech companies mm -hmm. where we would like to, let's say, um, participate in and uh, collaborate with to create new innovations. So those are the teams that directly report into me. But most important thing is that in the design we have said, I am not a separate unit that is a bit outside the board and is trying to create something cool outside of the organization. The objective is to transform the organization. Which, which is typically the hardest thing to do because what yeah. we see a lot with, you know, with organizations is they try to build something outside of the existing organization. and. Obviously, it's, a much, it's much easier if you start with a blank sheet of paper and you build something that's proper greenfield. You don't yeah. have to build on top of legacy technology. So what we see a lot is changing you know, the mothership is incredibly hard. Yeah. That can be really, really challenging. Um, in terms of new hires, so you, you explain a bit more about what your team looks like, but, but what, what do you look for in new hires? And um, so when I look at my own team, for example, it's a mix of product managers, designers, engineers, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what, what do you specifically look for for your particular team when it comes to new hires? Yeah, so if we look at new hires and, and maybe to make a, a, a quick link to the stuff that we were just discussing about changing the organization itself. Yes, we very much look at new hires that bring in new energy to change the organization. But we also would really like to transform the employees that we currently have into being ready for the future because that's also an obligation we have and we can, not everybody. But I think a lot of people will be able to make this transformation and be really valuable for the future of this of this organization. But if we look at, at new hires, uh, the first thing I look at very much is ability to collaborate. Uh, because what I do very much believe, it's not technology itself that makes the future, it's the people that can deal with it. And what I see more and more is that collaborative models of working together, what, like we do in the digital hub, I think are going to make the change. Uh, so that's one. And then the other one, uh, people have to be data driven. And they have to have at least something of design thinking. Because that's, I think, very new for banks to, to think in design thinking. Customer obsessed. That's something I learned from 
let's say the ING direct time, is really design everything around the client. And also what we of course look at is a relevant digital background. So maybe two examples in my own team. So I ha also have the UX designers and um, design thinking team in my, uh, in my team. And there we have the lead designer is somebody from Amazon and from Katowiki. And there you really see that these people really think completely different from what we would do as bankers. So if they look at the design of the app and we're going to launch this, uh, let's say new next year. So we're going to show really completely new revamp of the, of the app. Somebody that has been working with Amazon looks at buttons and interactions and mini journeys completely different than I would do as a banker or somebody else within the organization. So that really helps. And another cool example I think is in our uh, HR department. So Janine Vos, uh, chief HR here within the company, she has hired somebody for uh, development from booking.com. And what you do see also there, you just get a different impulse on what they think employees need to be successful for the future of this company. So yes, we bring in those hires, not always easy, um, but we do see that we are getting more and more attractive as a bank in general. Because it is a cool place to work because there's so much transformation happening. And if you like the purpose of the company, if you like the, the let's say the area of data, of digital, and we have a huge amount of interactions with our clients. So we have 95 million visits in our app. Oh, wow. So it's pretty cool to design an app that has so much um, yeah. exposure also in the Netherlands. I can imagine. Yeah. Especially when it comes to engineering talent. Um, so you used to work at Lloyd's and IBS and a number of other organizations. And you know, today, I just want the best engineers. I want five of the best engineers. Yeah. And I, yeah, if it means I have to pay a bit more, that's fine because I just want you know, the best and the best only. Whereas if you look at how a lot of banks used to operate and still operate today is, now I'm getting 5,000 engineers uh, in, in Bangalore, Chennai, whatever it might mm. be, at a fraction of the cost because yeah, it just doesn't work like that. And that's the old model. But I think changing, yeah, for you as well, trying to change that for an organization the size of Rabo can be super, super interesting. And I can, I can imagine yeah. quite challenging as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to tell us a bit more uh, about some of the initiatives? You mentioned quite a few things already, but do you want to tell me a bit more about some of the, the initiatives and the projects that you guys are working on at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 I can. What, what I would do is maybe, let's say, organize it a bit towards also the digital strategy that we have sort of set for the, uh, for the organization. And there, you could say we have, let's say, three lines of, uh, of thinking. The first one is uh, digitize for our clients. So we want to make sure that everything you as a client would like to do digital, you should be able to do digital. So 100% digital, that's the focus, both in the Netherlands and internationally. I will give you a couple of examples. Um, so the next one is innovate for our clients. So what we would like to do if we come up with new innovations and don't, they don't always have to be completely transformational, but it should always, let's say, fit the purpose of our clients. So we should make the life of our clients easier, private individuals or business with the innovations that we do. Um, and if it, that's say enables us, or if it brings new business and income models, that's cool, but the first focus is innovate for the clients. And the last one, and I think there we are a bit particular as Rabobank, is also to help our clients innovate. Because we can be extremely busy digitizing and transforming ourselves, but our clients are in a lot of cases in the same challenge. Um, so if we can help them through our network, through our capital, to help them innovate, if they are doing well, we are doing well. So those are, let's say, are the three areas that are part of, let's say, the core of digital strategy. If I go to digitize for our clients, you see a big difference between what we do in the Netherlands and what we do internationally, because we have two distinct franchises. One is the Universal Bank in the Netherlands, where well, you could say we are pretty comparable to ING and ABN. 
And we have an F&A franchise worldwide where we are the leading F&A bank around the world. There we really have an angle of being very focused and specific. So the digital strategy for the two will be different. Um, in the Netherlands, I would say the focus is very much on, as I said, 100% digital. So try to get the bank into the app. Uh, that's the main focus. Uh, if you look currently, about 70% of all clients are banking digital with us at the moment. Um, as I said, we have around 95 million visits digitally per month, which I think is a lot. Helps so us also to generate data and, let's say, know our clients better. Uh, digital onboarding at the moment is, around, is above 65% of all new clients onboard digitally. Okay. So it's not touching a bank anymore, a local mm -hmm. bank, which for us is really a kind of a mind shift. Huh? Um, and if you look at the app, we really look at making the app as complete as we can. And currently we have around 90 features in our app, which is almost a complete bank. The only thing not in there yet is doing mortgage applications, but you can look at your mortgage, for example, do a down payment and everything. If I look at the strategy for the Netherlands, I think what's going to happen is the battle for the best app. Uh, because with PSD2 coming and with OmniBanking coming, in the end, I think you have to make sure you just have the best app because we will have ING and ABN on our app and it will be the other way around. So the winner, I think, in the Netherlands at least, will be the one that is helping you to give you good insight into to your financials today and tomorrow, which also fits very much, let's say, our propositioning in the Netherlands with financial well-being. Um, and I think it's also going to move into being the most relevant platform. Uh, and that's going to be both for private individuals, but I think even more for SME companies, where we are very strong. 70% of all Dutch SMEs bank with Rabobank. And I could say that we are already a platform today when you have 95 million visits. And it gives the opportunity to also build new business opportunities from this, let's say, this platform, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's no different from any other bank. We will also go to OmniBanking, battle for the best app, and in the end, creating a platform yeah, for our yeah. clients. Interesting. Interesting. So, so lots and lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Lots and lots of exciting initiatives going on as well. And it's super interesting to hear about how you guys are looking to, to really transform the, you know, the, the organization. But, but what does success look like? And how, how, how do you measure success for some of the things that you just referred to? Yeah, if I look, if I look at success uh, and, and let's say the, the measures that we have for success, the first one is clients. Because in the end, clients will decide if you're successful, yes or no. Uh, so that's the first thing we measure. And there, of course, we take the regular NPS, uh, the customer effort scores. Second one, we really look at employee satisfaction because that's also extremely important. If your employees are happy and I think you are able to generate this, let's say, with a new way of working, the Spotify model and working in squads, very dedicated um, and empowerment really to the teams that are doing the work. That's a very important one. Then we look at digital and there... We use the Finalta 5, we call it. So this is an external company that is looking at the digital capabilities of the 200 uh, most successful banks in Europe. Mm -hmm. We take those measurements for ourselves, but also to benchmark ourselves to the competition. Interesting. This is coming out again in November. So that's for us, the internal KPI setting, but also benchmarking externally. Um, how, how are you guys doing so far in that benchmarking? Exercise? So I would say, so, the, la so the, the outcome last year, because this is being done every year, uh, I could say that we have, I would say, a percentage of digital clients that is very comparable, at least to the other Dutch banks. Mm -hmm. Engagement with us, I think, is a bit higher. So we have a huge amount of visits and interaction in the app, so the engagement is very high. We have very much upside potential on digital sales. And that's because the history of our company was sales is happening in branches. And now you see the mind shift that with so much interaction and knowledge from clients, you can create sales within the app. Mm -hmm. 
So that's, I think, where we really have to step up and we all really have an opportunity to do better than we are doing today. And there, for example, the UK banks are doing better than we. Um, but for us, it's a great opportunity. I can imagine. Yeah. So we, we, but we often talk to clients about the, the shift that we're seeing in the industry from you know, commodity analog products that have existed for decades and pushing them through your existing you know, yeah. digital channels yeah. to smart intelligence services. What, what's, what's your view on that? And, and you said you know, there's a big opportunity for us to do more digital sales within the app. Yeah. But what's your view on that shift from the analog products that we spoke about to more smart intelligence services? Um, I think we are taking the first baby steps on this one. Because indeed, at this moment, we're still digitizing the bank as we know it today. It's more customer focused and it's less product oriented, I would say. So it's very much really around the customer and digital service that you would like to offer to customers. What we see a lot, and this is also linked to the, to the theme of innovating for our clients, what we do see is because we have this huge amount of data, it's both breadth and depth of the data that we have, we are able to deliver, let's say, new services for our clients that we don't know today. And maybe a, a very interesting example is from our Moonshot campaign that we do internally, uh, of which we get around 250 ideas per year uh, to really transform the organization. We had one really cool team, it's called SurePay. What they have done, they have built, based on the data that we have as an organization, they have built a database that is connecting the IBAN number to a lot of other stuff that you have. It could be your phone number, it could be your license plate. But what they found out, and was really cool, because it was not the purpose that they were working on, they found out that they could do the IBAN name check, which was a very big issue here in the Netherlands, which caused quite a lot of fraud into the payment system here in the Netherlands. And they've, this has been a big discussion with consumer organizations within the Netherlands, so a team of four found out that based on data and algorithms, they could fix this, you could say, societal issue. So we have implemented this into our own app. So if I pay you money, the check is being made if I really pay you. Uh, but we're now selling the service to all the other banks in the Netherlands. And we have quite a lot of conversations with other European banks that would like to have, let's say, same access to this service. So what you see is that based on the data that we have, we develop new services that we were, let's say, in the past would never be able to develop. And you start using, let's say, open banking, our platform thinking, and offering those to, uh, to, to our current clients. How can Sam afford the latest smartphone while she's at university? It must cost her parents a fortune to send her there. Oh, she's fine. She can just borrow the cash and pay it back when she bags a high-powered graduate job. Well, the tuition fees alone must be nearly £30,000. Well, she'll be earning a lot more than that after a couple of years. But imagine starting your career with £60,000 worth of debt. Hmm. Yeah, you could buy plenty of smartphones with that. Millennials. Future consumers or debt slaves. Don't settle for black or white. For the full perspective, turn to the Financial Times. Visit ft.com forward slash join us. Today, customers are demanding greater value from financial services. They expect more agility, innovation and security than ever before. Most financial institutions are held back by the shackles of closed legacy systems that limit transparency, block innovation and ignore customers' demands. Finastra has a bold vision to unlock the potential of people and business. They've created a platform for open innovation in the world of financial services with FusionFabric.cloud. Their solutions span retail, transaction lending, and treasury and capital markets on-premise and in the cloud. Start your transformation journey today with Finastra. 
you mentioned a couple of a couple of initiatives that you guys are working but do, do you believe that Rabobank and conscious you're still on this journey and you've only been in, in your current role for about a year but do you believe that Rabo has the the capability to go as fast as external companies if not what do you think you still have to do in order to get there yeah and maybe a link also to the the, the former subjects um, it's not the question about are we able to do this we have to do it uh, so that's also why we've set up the digital hub Spotify model to just move faster yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do believe that we are really getting faster and faster so I'm very satisfied at this moment with the amount of delivery towards clients and also the speed so things bringing to market is really going way faster than before um, and we use as I just explained for example the moonshot campaign to get to ideas way quicker than we would do, be doing in the past and we've launched a couple of cool companies let's say from this moonshot campaign which Pixie maybe know uh, Tello uh, Movement uh, but there's one thing that I would like to mention also here is that we can be extremely busy trying to push those ideas and bring them very quickly to market from ourselves. But I would also li like to highlight, let's say, the collaboration that we seek with the outside world, so open innovation. Uh, and there, personally, I like very much the food bites thing that we do. I don't know mm -hmm. if you heard about it, but we have started in San Francisco a couple of years ago, a food bites event. And a food bites event is it started as a pitch event for food uh, and ag tech startups that have the same amb ambition as we have, let's say growing a better world together, fixing the food value chain. And it now has grown in almost into a kind of a platform of ecosystem where we have in multiple countries around the world, we have pitch events, platforms where we bring together those startups with investors, but also, also with ourselves. And it creates for us the opportunity to look for new ideas that are out there that could be maybe brought to market way faster than we would do ourselves. We currently have around 1,800 startups in portfolio where we collaborate with and we use also the power of those startups to maybe create new ventures for the, for the future for the, uh, for the bank. Okay. So that's very cool. Something I think is not very well known, uh, at least not here in the Netherlands, but there we create a startup platform around the world, but very much around the theme of food and acting. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, but some, uh, some final questions that we ask to all of our guests. Yeah. Um, question number one: What's what's the best of looking back at your career? What's the best career advice that you've been given? Yeah, this is, this is a very cool question. So not very difficult to answer for me. Um, so what I've learned from one person, um, to a German German colleague when I was working in um, in, in Frankfurt at Diba, uh, is to learn focus and simplicity. Because if you want to build digital companies. You have to be extremely focused, extremely so simple, because otherwise you're not able to create great customer experiences. And uh, what he learned me, uh, he's called Herbert Villiers, uh, and he always asked us the same question time and time after each other. So when we would have a meeting with him and we would come with a great idea, he would always ask, and this is German, was passiert, wenn wir das nicht machen? So he kept the organization so sharp in not coming with huge amount of ideas that are very difficult to execute, but always keep the focus on what is relevant mm -hmm. for clients to be able to really, be, let's say, to stay simple and digital as an organization. So that's the question I now also, let's say, oh, always have with me. So was passiert, wenn man das nicht machen? So saying no, I think, is a big learning for my ING direct time. Exactly. That a lot of companies, I think, should, uh, should ask themselves. Uh, uh, uh. Um, final question there, Bart. What, what do you know now that you wish you knew, let's say, 10 years ago? Yeah, I would say the, po the power of the smartphone. Because yes, the internet has brought a lot, but I think giving 
power of the internet into the hands of huge amount of people around the world through smartphone. This is in Europe, this is in Asia, this is in Africa. That I think has, at least as, as far as I can see, has had a huge impact on the financial industry and will have more going forward. So if, would have, let's say if we would have known before, we would probably have shifted already investments sooner towards the smartphone. But I think the smartphone in the end has had major impact on the financial industry and we'll have more to come, I think. Exciting times. Yeah, for sure. Exciting times. Uh, but thank you so much for joining Fintech Insider Interviews. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. You're welcome.